My name is Caitlin Malinowski, and I am your host of the IAUG Insider Podcast, the home of exclusive interviews with Avaya and IAUG industry leaders on the latest telecommunications news, trends, and best practices. Welcome back to today's episode of the IAUG Insider Podcast. Today, I was joined by Hackathon winner and Rockstar IAUG member, Nick Kwiatkowski, and we discussed his experience beginning to end with the Avaya Engage Hackathon. Enjoy. All right, Nick. Hi, how are you doing? Doing great. Yourself? I'm doing awesome. How are you handling all the crazy remote work? I know you've had a ton on your plate now that we've really gotten far into it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been different uh, for us. Uh, for my team, we handle a lot of the, the tools and all that stuff that people use to work remotely. So for us, uh, the university gave us about four hours notice that uh, we were officially going to be remote. So uh, for the following three weeks, uh, we put in just a ton of time and energy to get all of the staff of the university to actually be able to uh, work remotely, which was a lot of work, but uh, the nice thing is we had all the tools in place and we had a, a system in place already that uh, allowed all that to happen. Well, I well, thankfully you had that. I could not imagine putting in an you know entire university <laughs> mobile or I guess right. virtual. Right. <laughs> um, well. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to kind of backtrack to when we were at Avaya Engage, and I know you were only there for pretty much the extent of the hackathon, but um, I know that was a very exciting day for you. So what kind of made you decide to participate in the hackathon? Well, I think a lot of it was I arrived early and was just kind of looking for something to do that day. So kind of dropped in to see what it was all about. Uh, I've participated in some of the hackathons uh, from some of the previous years, um, but didn't realize how well this was going to be organized and all that stuff. So um, Alan Quaid, the uh, the gentleman who kind of ran the hackathon, uh, puts on a great show. He had, I mean, everything was very well organized and it was cool to see, like, as soon as I came in there, like everybody had stuff that they were doing and uh, we had support there and all that stuff. So it wasn't just a one-man band. Once you really got into it, you had some people that were helping you, or was it more so just you that did it? So um, my project, it was just myself, but uh, we had support teams from Google. We had support teams uh, from Avaya Cloud, uh, formerly Zhang. Uh, they were all there helping all the different teams work on their projects. So it, it was more than just uh, Alan sitting there in the corner of the room uh, smiling. It was definitely a whole support team that uh, um, was, you know, there to teach people how to use the products and also like kind of help them uh, deploy things and, you know, do best practices and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember I popped in and out a couple times and I was a little bit surprised by the number of people that were actually in the room because I didn't know how big the participation was, but it looked like it was a great event to take part, to take part in. Um, so what was your project about? So my particular project uh, that I chose to do was a internet-connected uh, EKG, so electrocardiogram. So essentially, it's a it's a IoT device. So I based mine off of the particle electron um, that connects. Essentially, we have sensors, so the exact same sensors that people use uh, in hospitals. 
uh, hooked up three sensors uh, around the heart and essentially gives a heartbeat. So the IoT project I built, uh, essentially a very rudimentary version of one of those, but it actually works. So it, it, it uh, senses the heartbeat, uh, the heart rate, all that type of stuff, gives you the actual like little squiggly diagram that people are, are used to. And uh, what I did is I then, as that data was kind of flowing through my IoT device, I connected it up to the cloud. Uh, if the heart rate uh, all of a sudden went over a certain threshold number, if uh, the heart, uh, if the electrical cardiogram, so the actual like graph uh, was abnormal uh, compared to what was normal for that particular person, it would also trigger an alarm, uh, all those types of things. So it was really meant to be a really low cost uh, device to help, uh, particularly with uh, people who had to be remote. Uh, so they could be, let's say, at home or something like that, but still have that type of equipment available to them and then alarm out if uh, there's a problem. Okay, that's really interesting. So this was a device itself that you created or did the device already exist and you helped formulate that transmission to the cloud and back? No, it's actually a device. So I based it off the uh, the particle uh, board. So uh, the board that I uh, in particular use, essentially it's like a, it's it's a raw circuit board. So the device itself, you actually write programs, you send to it and all that type of stuff, and it gives you a bunch of pins. And then uh, I built a uh, electrical circuit that essentially connects up to the pads that connect up to the body. And then the other piece that I did was uh, take that data, put it up to the cloud, uh, and then I was able to massage that data and all that type of stuff to, to do what I needed to do. Uh, the back end of it, of course, you know, if there, something went into alarm, it used the uh, Avaya... Uh, Zang or uh, via cloud product to notify, let's say, people who were on call or like a doctor to let them know what was going on. Uh, in my case, it also took that electrical cardiogram and it, uh, um, it also text messaged that or sends essentially like a graphic message to the, uh, you know, the person who should be getting that type of data uh, so that they can do, you know, the proper reactionary measures. Wow, that's really interesting. So what made you decide to do this particular project? So uh, before the hackathon started, uh, Alan sent out a list of uh, topics that uh, he wanted people to work on. So one was education, one was healthcare. Uh, they had a set up a project with uh, one of the local food banks. Um, and the healthcare side is, is one that I haven't done a whole lot with before. Uh, I didn't feel right doing something with education just because that's my day job. But uh, so I, I decided just to do something with healthcare and uh, just happened to be kind of browsing some of the forums or something like that. And uh, somebody had some electrical plans of how an electrical cardiogram actually works. So I just happened to order some parts for that just on my way out of town and uh, put it together day of. Wow. Okay. So the parts you ordered, did you have them shipped to Phoenix? No, I actually had them shipped to home and they arrived about like an hour before I was set to go on the uh, uh, catch the bus to, to head to the airport. Um, <laughs> so it was really cutting it close. I think I like decided what I was going to do like the Wednesday before and the stuff arrived like that Friday, like mid morning and like I was you know out the door uh, Friday night. So uh, really cut wow. it close on that one. And I had a couple backup plans too, I think, but uh, that was the one I was really hoping for. Now, the funny thing was, uh, as I was going through uh, security in uh, Detroit airport, they actually confiscated some of my components. 
So I ended up having to kind of uh, makeshift some things uh, in the last second. But uh, luckily, I had everything I needed, uh, at least enough to do a really good demo. I actually think I remember hearing about that. Was it batteries? Yeah, there were some batteries and uh, my SNPs. So I I ended up having to go to like an Office Max uh, down the street to uh, just yeah. buy some scissors so I could actually strip wires and put uh, together my circuit and all that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember Paige saying that you had had some stuff confiscated coming through and that it had kind of messed with your hackathon plan. So that is crazy. You were just yeah. flying by the seat of your pants for this thing. Like I said, it was one of those things where I was, you know, not really, you know, originally like my plan was to show up to Phoenix and like kind of participate in some of the meetings and just kind of chill or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, I've got the morning to burn, so I might as well participate. And, you know, worse that happens is, you know, I meet some people and make some connections. So Today's podcast is sponsored by Versailles. Imagine a UC service management platform that flagged unused resources automatically, so you never had to worry about waste. Or how about simple dashboards that showed you exactly where to look when call quality faltered so you could fix problems faster? When it comes to intelligent UC and contact center platform management, there's nothing smarter than Versailles service management. Learn more at Versailles.com. So this was not something you put a lot of background planning into before you got on site. Not a ton, no. I think the, uh, like I said, I found the plans for that circuit board uh, just a few days before. Um, I did some of the uh, coding for the actual circuit board when I was on the bus going to the airport. So I had like an hour and a half or so to kill there. And that's pretty much the the most forethought that I put into the entire thing. Wow. So did you expect to win? Did you think that you were going to be one of the winners or were you kind of shocked? I was really shocked. I mean, there were some really great projects, uh, a lot of them that were, you know, deployable, like for production, like day of. So um, I just happened to win one of the categories. There were some other categories that had some absolutely amazing projects too. Uh, some of them doing uh, like AI and chatbots. Uh, some of the, I think, more uh, useful ones were those that were uh, tied to the local uh, Phoenix uh, Food Bank. That uh, one that sticks out in my mind was one where somebody could, somebody who was hungry could text into a number and uh, the, the chatbot would actually go back and forth like, where are you? You know, what type of food are you looking for? That type of stuff. And then a restaurant could text in a different number and say, hey, I've got some extra, you know, burgers or barbecue or whatever. You know, I can't take it somewhere. But if somebody comes and picks it up, they're free to it. And essentially, it's a coordinate. It was a coordination system that allowed people who were hungry to be able to get food that was uh, no longer viable to sell in a restaurant or end of the shift or things like that. So like those types of things, you know, really, I thought were Definitely, uh, you know, great projects. And, you know, I don't think mine was nearly the same caliber. Mine had a lot of, you know, flashing lights and all that type of stuff because it had the IoT piece of it. But, uh, you know, there were some really useful projects that came out of the uh, hackathon. Yeah, I remember hearing about that one project in particular because we had partnered with St. Mary's Food Bank for the whole event. So we were doing hygiene bag stuffing. And then I knew we had kind of a component of that with the hackathon, but I don't know that anybody expected the projects that came out of it to be so functional. And it was nice too, because I think it was all mostly anonymous. So it kind of just seemed like somebody was coming to pick up a takeout order. So it yep. probably made people feel a lot more comfortable utilizing that tool as well. So I remember hearing about that on stage and I was pretty blown away that somebody had been able to come up with and coordinate that entire thing in a day and a half. So 
not that yours wasn't impressive because everything you just said is very much so, but I was shocked to see that one come out of the uh, event so quickly. Yeah, there was another one too that I thought was pretty uh, cool as well. There was a essentially a coordinate or like a uh, system for middle schools or or you know K through twelve schools where a parent uh, could text in and like ask questions to a teacher either during the day or something like that, and it kind of cues them up for the for the teacher as well to get back to them and all that stuff. Like some of that type of stuff is super useful right away as well as opposed to emailing or things like that. You know to you know, just have another avenue that uh, instructors can go back and forth. Uh, thinking back, you know, it, it was kind of timely uh, for something like that as well, because, you know, especially with everybody having to be remote now, um, it uh, something like that, I think, is, you know, adds just addition, just additional things that people can use to connect with instructors. Yeah, definitely. And I had no expectations for what a hackathon was. So I wasn't expecting to see so many cool functional tools come out of it right out of the gate. So that was really cool to see on my end as well. So um, that was something that I liked seeing at the event. So was there a lot of participation in the healthcare field? Did you see a lot of people working on that? as well? Um, there were at least two other projects that were in the healthcare field. Uh, but uh, I mean, there were a total of 40 people at the, at the, uh, mm -hmm. that were involved with the hackathon. Now, some of them were remote. So, uh, we had, or was it, or it might've been 60 people, but, uh, there were, you know, quite a few projects and, you know, some of them, we never actually met the folks. They just submitted a video at the end and, uh, were in our like, you know, chat rooms and all that type of stuff, coordinating things. But, um, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, people were just working on their projects and, you know, there's just all sorts of cool stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. What do you think made your project stand out over some of the other projects that were being done? Like I said, I think it was the the, the blinking and flashing lights and all that type of stuff. So like mine had a tangible thing that, uh, you know, people could hold and touch and see uh, as opposed to, you know, just a, a chat bot or something like that. Not to say that just a chat bot is uh, less by any means, but this, there were a lot of those uh, types of projects that were going on. So I think just the uniqueness of having something and, you know, and the fact that I was uh, walking around for a day and a half with, uh, with sensor pads all over my body to, uh, uh, to uh, test the system and all that type of stuff made an impression too. So <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm sure people didn't expect that. Right. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So how was it to win? Like you said, you weren't expecting it. So I'm sure that was kind of a shock to receive the, I don't know, maybe phone call or however it is they told you. Yeah. So, uh, the, the awards or like, you know, they were, they were past, they, uh, did the final presentations and the awards that Sunday. So, uh, kind of over like right before the first, uh, session at IUG, uh, is where they did the awards and all that type of stuff. And, uh, like I said, so we did all of our presentations. The uh, the judges, which were which pretty much comprised of the sponsors, including Avaya, including Google, and uh, a few others, they went to and kind of went through all the different projects, the presentations, all that type of stuff, and then uh, decided based on that. But yeah, I was uh, kind of just uh, eating some lunch there um, after after I found some lunch actually, because uh, I had my uh, session earlier that morning. Um, the it was one of those things where I really was not expecting to win. Like I said, there were a lot of really great projects and uh, I wasn't actually expecting the way that they did the prizes either. 
uh, I know they said they did categories and I just figured it was, oh, it's just like, you know, one big prize or something like that, or, you know, or $50 for each team or something like that. It wasn't the, uh, the way that they did the prizes. So I was, I was very pleasantly surprised that, uh, that I won the project. And like I said, there were a lot of great teams that, uh, were just as deserving as I was. Yeah, definitely. Did you do anything crazy exciting with your winning? I remember seeing you as you were leaving and you just said, I won. They just gave me a bunch of money. Here I go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was pretty much one of those things where I just kind of, uh, brought it home and it's, uh, it was sitting there. Um, uh, now of course my, you know, with, uh, the COVID stuff happening just a few weeks later, uh, actually it was pretty timely cause, uh, my wife got laid off, but, um, so that kind of helped us through, but, Honestly, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, just uh, it, it helped pay for me uh, going to the uh, to the conference for for just a few days. So that was the that was the big thing. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And I'm glad that one of our IUG members won. That's always something exciting to hear. Um, and I think everyone was really excited to hear it with you because we knew you put in a lot of work and we were shocked that you were willing to fly to conference for just a couple of days to give your presentation. So, of course, we're thankful for you for that. But um yeah, congratulations again, and thank you so much for participating in both the hackathon and conference and our podcast. We really appreciate everything you do for us. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure. I, I you know I love these uh, these products, and I love the uh, people that are you know associated with IUG, uh, the customers, uh, you know the volunteers, everybody. I mean, you know this is it. I tend to gravitate to certain user communities and, uh, this is one of my favorite, you know, I, I'm involved with a, a bunch of different areas just from the nature of my job. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no other organizations or communities where everybody shares everything. You know, that's one thing that's so unique about IUG is, you know, you can go to a conference and the conference is just full of people sharing how they did stuff, the actual code, the actual, um, this is how I did things. This is, you know, this might make me a, uh, this might even hurt me with my competitors and things like that, because, you know, I'm giving away the company secrets and stuff like that, but that's the type of stuff that you hear at this conference. And, you know, I, I love that. That's the, the way that we've bred this community and the culture that, uh, that we have going on. Uh, I've gone to a lot of other conferences where, you know, you go to these educational sessions and literally it's, Hey, you can do this cool thing. Talk to me later and I will sell my services to do this for you. That's not what we, that's not what we tend to see here. And, uh, you know, that's why I give back so much is because I love, you know, I love seeing that. And I love, uh, you know, breeding that culture. Yeah, definitely. And that's something we certainly strive for. So, you know, like I said, thank you so much for everything that you do. And thank you for being such a great member of IUG. Um, and once again, thank you for being on the podcast today. No problems. Uh, pleasure talking to you again. You too. Thanks again for listening to the IAUG Insider Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for a new episode next week. Don't forget, register today for the very first IAUG Wired virtual event. Our agenda is now live and you can hear from great session speakers like Nick himself. Register now at www.iaugwired.com.